0: Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Welcome
1: to 1111 Talk. We each have our own story, our own journey, that we come here to live, and many times that encompasses both bliss and pain. The real story of Esther Nicholson, my guest tonight, is not of her famous performances on Good Morning America or the tours around the world. The untold story is her recovery from drug addiction through her genuine love of the divine. And the incredible life transformation that resulted from that love. Through years of work, study and prayer, Esther has been reborn as a successful musical artist, businesswoman, and inspirational speaker. Her music inspires and has a soulful rhythm that touches the soul. I'd like to welcome Esther Nicholson to Eleven Eleven Talk Radio. We are thrilled to have you
2: here. Hello, someone. It's wonderful to, to be here and thank you so much for having me on
3: your show.
1: You know, I I really am a fan of your music, and and we did a feature on you in the March-April issue of 1111 Magazine, and your story just touches the heart and is so inspirational and to me needs to be heard by so many because there are a lot of people that find themselves in that place and don't necessarily know that there's a way out. So I'd love for people to really know who you are and a bit of your background and kind of how you started, how you grew up, just to really know your story.
2: Absolutely. I was um born uh in a very religious family. My my father was <coughs> excuse me. My father was a Baptist minister and I'm the youngest out of eight children. Um my youngest brother is 13 years older than me. <laughs> so, uh there was quite a uh age difference between myself and and my older brothers and sisters. You had a lot of parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have, still do, actually. Um, and it it was, it was it was a really interesting um, dynamic that I, I grew up with. Um, on one hand, I felt absolutely cherished um, by my father and my my older sisters and brothers because I was like the true crowned baby of this family. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know, and on the other hand. I um, had a mother who, by the time she had me, was exhausted, uh, was spiritually and emotionally bankrupt, and who did not have the tools to, to heal herself. And I, um, I reaped the brunt of, of her pain.
1: And many, you know, there are many women that end up in that position for for a lot of reasons. But it does impact the children, not necessarily on purpose, but it does have an effect. And to 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 have that kind of dichotomy that's going on within the family as being cherished on one side and, in a sense, probably feeling invisible on the other. Absolutely. uh, Absolutely. What what was what was that like? What did that do?
2: I think it caused some confusion um, that at times I still have to work with because, you know, stuff is can be so deeply rooted that even after years of spiritual study and meditation, you know, you still find yourself... I still find myself um, in certain situations feeling those feelings of on one hand feeling entitled and on the other hand feeling inadequate or not enough but the difference now is is that i know that it's an illusion i know that it's it's a lie that i bought that started out picturing in in my life so now that i'm aware of that and now that i have the tools to immediately um, tap into that which is real, which is God. It it soon, you know, dissipates into the nothingness from which it came. But of course, when I was a child, before I had access to God at this level or before I had access to any spiritual tools, the lie that I bought, and I I bought the lie mostly that I wasn't enough and that... I wasn't good enough, and uh, and of uh, feeling, feelings of rejection and abandonment. And I bought that more than I bought that I was cherished.
1: Well, and what I love so much about you, Esther, and it comes through in your music, is that level of authenticity, the ability to embrace that. This is what I went through, and I still am at that place sometimes. There are still yeah. emotions that come up. There's still things that occur that I still have to work through, and I think that's one big hurdle that a lot of people uh, can't get past. They think that they've gone through the journey, uh, I've forgiven this, I've healed this, why am I having to revisit this? But it is a necessary part, step by step, to have to go back and revisit that little child or those situations.
2: Well, I think that because we because God is infinite, and we are emanations of God, that there's never an end to our unfolding. You know, uh, in, 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 uh, in layman's terms, they call it, you know, the, on, the onion peel. You know, it's like, you know, absolutely a lot of uh, the pain and a lot of the false beliefs um, and the illusions have been peeled away. But, you know, we're, we're getting to the core now. You know, so, so there's, still a, there, there's still some layers um, to go. So, yes, at first after years of study and meditation, I used to rail against why am I still going through this? You know, but now, as I've come to have so much more compassion for myself, you know, God, I am so grateful. I have so much more love and compassion for myself and an understanding that the pain that I experienced in my life, it may have not even just come from this lifetime. It may have come from many lifetimes. So, so 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 the, the the peace that I experience today and the 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 greatness and the wonderful stuff that I get to experience today is huge, you know, compared to where I may have come from that I'm not even aware of. You know? Well and what's also so, part
1: of wonderful about that authenticity that you have and being able to fully state that realness of you is that you also embrace that there's a divine me, there's a God me, there's a, a, a a channel that pours through me and is me, and that's a message that people need to hear. Because so often, because of that core feeling that you spoke of, the unworthiness, it's hard to grasp that, that there is that divinity within each one of us. Right. right. Particularly for some yes. young, young women and, and young men that are out there now.
2: What, what, was the, sorry, what was the question? Particularly for
1: young women and young men that are out there now that are struggling so much with that, that core issue of unworthiness or not good enoughness, to be able to grasp and hold on to that, that strand that is their divinity, their good enoughness, sometimes can be a challenge.
2: Well, you know, I started speaking at um, schools, and the, in the beginning of my talk, I always tell them how they were born and created and came into this world, so from such a joyful place, and that they were joyful, and that they remember, you know, when they were two years old or one years old or, or even five years old, how free and 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 liberating, you know, they they felt, and how you know they just did what what gave them joy, but at some point. Someone told them a lie. At some point, someone said to them, and maybe not even in these words, but it's what translated back to them, you're not enough. You didn't do that well enough. You're ugly. You're fat. You're this or you're that. And somewhere, you know, in in that very formative stage or maybe lifetimes ago, you bought the lie. And that lie became a groove in your consciousness.
1: And for you, with the childhood and and the the many siblings that were much older and the mother that was going through her experience, Mm -hmm. where did that groove happen for you? Where did you start telling yourself, I'm not enough?
2: You know, I'm I'm writing a book and I'm I'm trying to, I I, I think the first time I was conscious of it because I've done so much forgiveness work and I teach forgiveness that I, I I truly believe in my soul that I came in here with those feelings and I came into this incarnation with those feelings and that instead of my mother being the cause of those wounds like I thought she was for so many years she was simply the mirror of those wounds and so that and so that we had an agreement for me to come through her so that she could help me play this out so that I could make the decision to heal um in this lifetime
1: and so often we choose those parents simply for the sake of even marinating in that sort of emotion that that mother is carrying to amplify what it is that we need to overcome or transcend or discover and become aware of
4: absolutely. and and that
1: too may have been part of the reason that that uh, you each chose each other
2: but well, I, believe, thing, I i I absolutely ahead. believe that, and in coming to that realization, I was able to totally forgive my mother. And, you know, out of all the years of doing all this other forgiveness work, but still feeling like she did something to me versus she was um, a, a part of the divine plan for my healing, I could never heal from that perspective. But when I started healing from the perspective of, oh, she just played her part.
1: And I am here with Esther Nicholson, the daughter of a Baptist minister and raised in a home with strong gospel roots. She has taken her music around the globe performing as a vocalist with Rod Stewart, Bette Midler, Brenda Russell, Al Green, Faith Hill, Beyonce, and more. Join me back in just a few minutes and we will speak a little bit more to Esther Nicholson. <laughs>
2: online community for positive change seventh wave network
3: we all want peace we all desire a more meaningful life we work hard to achieve these things but at what avail the key is authentic living with andrea matthews andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own i am your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts But you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network.
0: Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444, 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com 1111mag.com Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you?
5: Mom? If I'm at soccer practice.
0: What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack.
5: Mom, if you're not home,
0: should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. The new home
2: for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network.
1: She currently tours the U.S., presenting concerts and workshops, and she has a CD entitled Child Above the Sun, which we have a small clip about um, that actually is that song, Child Above the Sun. So I will let you listen to that clip, which is a beautifully produced song that celebrates transformation and parallels her journey in life.
6: up all night still coming down from yesterday's high I'm all shaken up and my heart is so sad for the love that I've wasted and the life that I've never had so I've can you, my Father Are you ashamed of me? And I hear your voice In my soul Whispering Child above the sun I know what I you've do. done I see who you are Above the sun, no matter what.
1: and passion. In a nutshell the girls got soul. That's what Rod Stewart said about you and I I couldn't agree more. I've seen you in person and and just your presence on stage is amazing and your sound comes out so powerfully. I know that your brothers and sisters were singers with groups like the Dixie Hummingbirds and Shirley Caesar and the Swan Silvertones. So you obviously were born just from the beginning with this incredible gift.
2: I was created with it. Absolutely. um, um Uh, It it wasn't anything that I was uh, ever made to do or coerced into doing. You know, I I just, from the time I was four years old, um, you know, getting up and and standing up next to my father while he was uh, on the pulpit uh, uh, singing behind him and being in the little kids choir i always wanted to lead
4: <laughs>
2: you know it was just something that was just very nat- it, it was a natural passion it was a, it was a passion you know and i would i remember taking the the uh, broomstick or a uh, hairbrush out to my backyard and you know had giving myself a little mini concerts giving giving the trees a little mini concerts <laughs> did you know
1: at that time that this was who you were Did you have the confidence in your ability to sing?
2: Yeah. um, Before I bought the lie, you know, it's like the lies were incremental, you know. Like um, there were a lot of years when I was younger where I had no doubt in my ability. And I felt very free and very passionate about this gift that God had given me. But one day someone told me I couldn't sing, you know, or one day I had a bad day singing or you know, one day somebody looked at me the wrong way when I had a bad note and I didn't look at that as, Oh wow, I had a bad note, haha, no big deal. You know, I looked at that and I said, Oh, you, you can't sing, you know? And um uh especially when I when I left home and I wasn't around the people in my life who were like my biggest fans, you know, my father and my brothers and sisters in the church congregation who would, like, just love it every time I got up to sing. I came out to California where there were some, like, real singers, you know. Not that I wasn't a real singer, but I was I was like a diamond in, in the rough, you know. There, there were some bad habits that I had, and um, there were trained singers and, 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 and all that. And I got around them, and instead of me realizing, oh, you just need to nurture your gift and, and, and refine and fine-tune your, 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 your craft. I took that to mean I was horrible and I wasn't enough, you know. So it's like the lies are just so subtle and they go deep if we're not aware. If we're and, not a good steward of our attention. You know. And
1: those lies, you know, to go from a place where you were very cherished and I'm, I'm sure completely applauded because the congregation would have loved you and of course your family would have loved your singing, to a place where uh, the confidence can be shaken a little bit. How did you then get to the place of uh, such despair? You you ended up with you know drug addiction and, and different things like that. So how does someone get to that place?
2: I think that. And I, and I like that you said, how do you get to that place? Because you don't just show up there out of the blue. Of course. You there are, for me, I think it was from the time I came into this incarnation or I came into this incarnation with that hunger for more, that hunger to fix something that I felt was broken. And, um, you know, before I was introduced to drugs and alcohol, what what said that? What temporarily said that hunger was food, or you know, you know, we called it being boy crazy. But it's like I was always after some, obsessed over some boy, you know, because I wanted the, I needed the attention. I needed someone to tell me that I was beautiful. I needed someone to tell me that they liked me, you know, in order for me to feel worthy. And um, you know, and then I graduated from that, of course, into the drugs and alcohol. So. Um, I cannot tell you that you know one day I looked up and I felt so empty and you know I I just tried drugs and alcohol and and that was it. I think that it was a it was an ongoing hunger that I fed any way I could. And uh drugs and alcohol was one of the ways in which I did that.
1: And really, addictions abound. I mean, for some people it might be drugs and alcohol, but for other people it it can be food and it can be sex and it can be working too much. I mean, there can be all kinds of things that allow us to fall into that place, but often that breakdown point is the breakthrough point.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Even though it may not seem like the breakthrough point, because my breakdown point, you know, um, that seemed to go on for six years <laughs> before I actually had the breakthrough of, you know, um, I don't want to, I, I can't live this way another day, you know, and, and I don't want to die this way.
1: Just so the listeners know, because it is an incredible story and and I like for people to understand that people can go to the very depths of pain and walk out not only tall and strong but in a way that inspires and motivates other people, which is is who you are. Take them a little bit through what those six years were like. What you know, what happened, you know what where were the depths of that?
2: The depth of that for me was being um I I started off um snorting cocaine. And I was the gift of God for me was I was I, I was under I, I was I was broken just enough where snorting cocaine stopped doing the trick so I needed to go to something stronger and I call it a gift because I, I believe that my six years in, in in that experience was so intense you know that um, that that is, is what has that's what created my ministry. And so um, I I call it a gift today um, that I went from snorting cocaine to freebasing cocaine. And um, even though snorting cocaine is also very addictive, there's a whole other level to it with with smoking cocaine. Mm. And um, you just never, ever, ever get enough. And you don't get enough, and you're out of money. And so... What do you have that you can exchange for drugs? You have your body, you know. And so I started selling my body for drugs, something that I was so was 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 so incongruent with this other part of me that felt entitled and that felt like I was the Queen Bee, you know. Sure. Um, you know, it, it was, and, 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 and with my father's love. You, you know what I mean that's why I wrote child about the son and 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 wrote it dedicating it to my father because it was so out of alignment with being this minister's daughter and um, just the life that I wanted to have you know um, I went from that to not being able to care for my daughter you know and having to send her um to live with my mother. And my sister. Um, and to, to one day, um, uh, is that music I hear?
1: And that is, uh, this is Esther Nicholson that I have with me today. You can see her CDs at www.esternicholson.com. The place of your deepest wound is the result and where your greatest gift can be found. And if there ever was a story that provided hope to the hopeless, Esther's life demonstrates that. Join me back in a few minutes and we will hear a little bit more about Esther's life and her CD and ongoing workshops.
0: Discovering the Heart and Stepping into Conscious Living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com 1111mag.com
3: Are you looking for Life's Balance? Look no further than 7th Wave Network. We're bringing you Life's Balance with Shaman M. Let Melody McBride take you on a unique listening experience. You'll explore the world of alternative health. Learn about the many facets of healing. Preventative lifestyles from children to seniors will be discussed on the show. Listen for Life's Balance with Shaman M. Broadcast live every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. It's the healthy side of life. Let peace and balance be yours.
0: The results indicate your child has neuroblastoma. There's evidence of metastasis. You need to schedule bone we'll need to perform a surgical biopsy. After you hear your child has cancer, chances are you don't hear anything else. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and to other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by Cure Search and the Ad Council.
2: Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network.
0: I am
1: here with an incredible musician and motivational speaker, Esther Nicholson, and she will be at the Unity San Antonio this weekend uh, performing as well as uh, giving a workshop on forgiveness. You can find out about this event and others at www.esternicholson.com. And I'd love to hear a little bit more of your music,
2: so I think we should listen to a clip of Forever You.
1: to never give up no matter how dark it seems at times she quotes i want you to know through my music and writing that in the seeming darkness in your is your gift so don't ever give up before it's uncovered so esther after you are now 23 years of sobriety and after being a drug addict for 6 years losing a child walking the streets you found a way to make this 6 year challenge your gift Sometimes angels show up in our lives, living and non-living, that support that. How did you get from there to now writing and, and creating such beautiful music?
2: Well, before there's a rebirth, there has to be a death. And that part of my life, in that part of my life, I died. You know, I looked in the mirror one day, and there was just skin covering the skeleton. And I reached inward to God and said, Help me, help me, and um, you know I started on my journey from from that point um, in Cocaine Anonymous and Alcoholics Anonymous. And when I when I call those six years my six my, my six years of, of, of hell, but they, they they were my my gift um, it's because I was I was I was just broken enough where I couldn't play around with just hanging out in the fellowship of the 12-step programs, I had to delve deeply and immediately into the spiritual aspect so that I could experience the grace of God immediately. Because if I would have gone back out and started using drugs again, I, I was going to physically die as well as um, spiritually die. Um, and there was something about my experience with God that first time that, um, I had a burning bush experience, which is what I needed um, at that level and at that time, um, the first time I ever tried prayer and meditation, it took me over, and I was home for the first time that I can ever remember i was I was home and i I never knew that I was away from home because I had never touched it before.
1: And, you know, that's really what the longing is that, that all of us have. We fill it up with the material. We fill it up with these external things like drugs or alcohol or food or work or whatever these things are. But it always is that loneliness or longing for home.
2: Absolutely. Uh, and, then, and then once you touch it, you're like, oh, my, it feels like you've never been away once you've touched it because it's your nature. It's your true nature, you know. And I've never been the same. I've never been the same and and so you know they talk about going from glory to greater glory you know once I touched the presence of God and my consciousness was open to God and and having that experience and that connection I did absolutely go from glory to greater glory and I continued to grow and you know and um you know my my music grew and and then at one point I thought that I was only a singer <laughs> You know, and then the more I grew spiritually, my ministry, um, uh, in addition to the music, you know, the speaking and the the workshops and and the writing and all of that uh, started coming into play. And, and of course, I'm a religious science licensed practitioner. Um, So my ministry and my life has grown so far beyond what I thought, even at my best, when I was just singing. You know, I I had no idea that God, what God had in store for me, and there's still so much more to come. Even today, things are unfolding that I had no idea that that's what I do.
1: And that's just it. When we don't have a vision, there is a vision out there for us. And when we do have that vision, it's bigger than what we can even imagine.
2: Right. That's right. That's right. So in using that, not only in using that six years, but using... Every aspect of my life, from, the, from, the, from, the, from kindergarten, from two years old, of all those times I thought that I wasn't enough or the times when I thought I was entitled, I, I use all of those, those core wounds as my sacred wounds now to, to touch and to inspire people that are walking through similar experiences to, first of all, relate to them and tell them I understand where they're coming from, and but to also let them know that that is not the final word. That is not the final word of your life. And you get to choose whether or not you're going to play that out for the rest of this lifetime or whether you're going to transcend it. And it takes everything that you think you are and it takes everything that you're not to transcend it. But if you are willing and you have something or, or caught the vision or, or glimpse something that is so much more powerful than what you've ever experienced you can have it
1: and do you have a certain practice you know or a certain ritual or are there certain things that you do to help keep you in that place of focus or balance or discipline
2: Absolutely. I meditate um, three times a day it's on my it's on my calendar every every night when I make out my calendar for the next day uh, it says 7 a.m um, reading, prayer, and meditation. It says 2 p.m., reading, prayer, and meditation. Um, uh, 9.30 p.m. before I go to bed, um, meditation and visioning. You know, it's like, it's what I do, um, because my beloved God is very important to me, and I really honor that relationship, and I don't take it for granted. And it's, 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 it's you treat I treat that relationship the way you treat the beloved that is manifesting as your husband or your wife or your 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 wonderful job, something that's really important to you. I give I give myself and God that quality time together. Um, And, And that's also a step in worth because because I find a lot of people will say
1: that you know, I, I don't have time for that, or gosh, I meant to do that, I just didn't get to fit it in today. But it's not really so much that you're trying to fit it in as much as it is, are you giving yourself a sense of worthiness to allow that gift to yourself? At least that's how I, I interpret that.
2: Well, well, it it could be that, but it's also, um, and of course any feelings of feeling overly worthy or underworthy is, is, is ego, you know, but it's also people don't give themselves that time or give God that time because it's um, your ego does not want to be quieted like that. It doesn't want to. The last thing that the ego wants to do is surrender its control. So when you say, I'm going to meditate and I'm going to surrender everything I think I know and everything I think I am, that's like, you know, it's like I, I literally die to my ego several times a day. And it's not even easy for me all the time because sometimes I can be on a roll with some kind of project and I don't want to stop and sit down and and meditate. But because I know what it is, I know that it's the ego trying to regain control of my life, and I know the benefits of hanging out with God, I do it anyway. But it's still not easy all the time to do it. It is truly a discipline, you know, um... And that's a
1: misconception, I think, there, that is also out there is the people that have attained a certain level of success or reached enlightenment, so to speak, that at that point they don't have to do anything or that it's not hard or they don't hear the mental chatter. And and that's part of the human experience. We're still going to have those times where we slip in and out or, or want to resist a little right.
2: bit. And that's why it's so important to embrace that aspect of you. at at a certain point in your life and to not feel like, wow, I should be so past this by now. I should be so much more spiritual than this that I don't resist meditation. Well, sometimes I still do resist meditation. But you know what the beauty of it is, is that even though I'm resistant to it, I do it anyway.
1: And we are with Esther Nicholson. She inspires, she motivates, she conducts workshops and singing performances. This weekend she will be at Unity San Antonio. And you can find out more about this workshop and others at www.esternicholson.com. Her mission is to inspire and encourage you to never give up, no matter how dark it seems at times. She wants you to know that through her music and writing that the seeming darkness is your greatest gift, so don't give up before it's uncovered. We'll be right back in just a few minutes.
0: Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network.
3: Just what is Skills USA?
4: Skills USA specifically prepares you for the workforce. Skills USA empowers students to connect with a network of people. Skills USA allows students to connect with business and industry, to manage their education, and to really get a feel of the real world.
3: Find out more on the web at skillsusa.org.
0: Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network.
1: her cd child under the sun is an untold story of her recovery from drug addiction through her genuine love of the divine and the incredible life transformation that has resulted from that love i'd like for you to hear one last clip before we end the show a little in a little bit for never to be the same
5: the team
2: Audience and the workshop participants is our oneness. We all go through the same kind of pain, the same kind of shame, the same stuff, even if our stories are different. And what is really obvious to me at this time and point on, on, on the planet is that people are ready to be free, people really want to heal. People are really ready to experience peace and harmony and love and abundance. And they're sick and tired of being sick and tired of the pain that's been running their lives for a lot of years.
1: And, and I, I agree with that. I see that a lot uh, just in my own coaching practice, people that are just saying, I, I know there's a, a light at the end of this tunnel and I just need More. to hang on. yeah, yeah. Definitely. So when you encounter your own shadow side from time to time, because we all have it come back up, oh, how do you work yourself back through that?
2: Well, like I said, the blessing is, you know, we we talked a little bit about even at this stage in my spiritual unfoldment and, and my sobriety that I still experience um, the shadow side sometimes. And, you know, there have been times when I when I've said, You know, gosh, I I thought I would be over this by now. What's what's really powerful is that when when I do experience it today, it's not like it was five years ago. It's not like it was two years ago. It's definitely not like it was 20 years ago because I'm a totally different person. It's like I'm the mommy now that is watching my little girl in pain, and I know how to comfort her. I know how to nurture her. And most of all, I know how to pray for her. So I know how to pray her out of the illusion into truth. I know how to talk her out of it. I know how to nurture her out of it. It was before I didn't have those tools, and I, and I was always reaching for something outside of myself to make it better for me. Now I know that that in and of itself is the illusion, and that the truth is, is that I have everything inside of myself to come to the truth and that I have access to that.
1: And that's the place of empowerment that individuals
2: Absolutely. need to allow themselves
1: by attending different types of workshops or even utilizing music to help them feel better, to get connected to maybe what their own thoughts and feelings are inside. Right. Absolutely. I have always found sound and tone and music to be one of the most healing elements. And they say that it resonates with many of the chakras in the body and the different frequencies. How has this always been healing for you?
4: Music
2: is indescribable. I could hear a certain chord, and not even hear the lyrics, but I could hear a certain chord on a piano that will bring me to my knees in tears and just in ecstasy. So music definitely reaches, can reach a place in your soul that maybe a lecture or a talk cannot. So um it's just always affected me. I have a, a soulmate kind of experience
4: with music.
1: Yeah, that 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 really that, that puts it into words beautifully, I think. And what's on the horizon for you, Esther? What what's the next vision?
2: My next um project and vision, vision and project is to complete my book and get 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 the book out there um that is currently entitled A Prayer for Me. And like I shared with you in our last talk, um, that seems to be the title of the book right now, but by the time I get to the end of the book, it could be a totally different title. And the same thing happened with Child Above the Sun. You know, when I first started that project, the name of the CD was not Child Above the Sun. So I'm totally open to, um, to God revealing to me the, the, the title of, of this book. But the essence of this book is the same as my story, is, is the same as, as my thoughts, and the same as my workshop. I'm actually telling my story, you know, of coming through my mother's womb and, and experiencing the vibration of feeling unwanted, and the love and adoration of my father and my siblings, and the exclusion that I felt when I was in kindergarten, from the time I was in kindergarten, and all of those experiences and walking the streets, looking for my next hit, all of that. But at the end of each chapter, I talk about my transcendence. At the end of each chapter, I say a prayer for me from this place in consciousness that is still shining the light on that young lady that was wounded and broken and didn't know who she was. So I either say a prayer for me or I have some... Um, spiritual person that I have a lot of respect for, say a prayer for me at the end of each chapter. So I think it's going to be a very powerful book.
1: Well, we look forward to seeing that come out and talking about that uh, on another episode. So thank you very much, Esther, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. Next week, we have Mirabai Davy. She's an international spiritual teacher and conduit for healing, an author and the founder of the Mirabai Davey Foundation. So join us next week and we will talk to her and I will look forward to speaking with you again.